0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses
1: Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
2: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
1: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse (laughs) impact. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I'm (laughs) running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So, the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. Right. Right. Look, I want you to use the U's Ombudsman. in that's next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official
2: Ombudsman of
0: the Just Podcast. You like apples? <laughs> Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Pod. We got the crew, Pops and LJ, What's with us up? again. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. hey. I mean, it's just. Kev, can
2: I interrupt you, real quick? Of course. You, you start I mean, always. Or? Yeah. You well, you start you start these episodes, and we never ask you how you're doing. How are you doing?
1: Yeah. How are you doing, Kevin? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you know, I'm doing pretty good. I uh I got I went home for the weekend, a solid
0: weekend. went to the casino, nice. learned how to play craps, and. Uh, Craps was good to me. That might be bad. <laughs> that might be a bad thing because In it probably won't be the next five times.
1: Thing,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm doing doing pretty solid now. Now we're hopping on the pod, and we got all kinds of things to touch on. We got, you know, we might touch on a little bit of the the NBA versus China, Snoop Dogg versus the University of Kansas, Baker Mayfield versus Richard Sherman and whether they shook hands or not pregame, we I, I, we can touch <laughs> on that later. What a goofy story!
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> just for the record, they did shake hands. I saw.
0: We'll get into it. Netflix first, Disney. We got all kinds of stuff to get into. But do y'all want to uh, start with a little fun fact?
1: Oh I love, yeah, I love fun facts. Bring it.
0: I, I got a couple of them, but uh, we'll go with this one. If you start counting at one. And spell out the numbers as you go. You won't use the letter A until you reach blank. Do either of you guys know the answer to that? Wow. Do I, need uh, to, do I need to explain shoot. it again, or do you get, you get the question? Uh, I don't know. A
2: long time. I mean, I, I'm, I'm at, mean, uh, 14. I'm not going to count them all the way up, but. but.
0: <laughs> don't, don't spell it out. I'll just tell you. So if you start counting at one and spell out the numbers as you go right now, you won't use the letter A until you reach the number 1,000. What?
2: Really? That's amazing.
0: Because you won't get there till 100. So that means you won't get there till 100. One, two, three, all the way up to, you know? Yeah. And you won't get there two, three, four, five. So yeah. Not till you get to a thousand. Wow. What a
1: fun freaking fact! Wow. That is so
0: <laughs> well done. Did, did I just make your head go? Poof. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Pretty wild. All right. Well, we're gonna throw out all kind. Of, that might not be the only number we throw at you here, because we're gonna touch in. We're gonna touch on some of the games from week five. Maybe look ahead to some of the games in week six of the NFL. And as always, if you're gonna be doing numbers and, and crunching the numbers and looking at the NFL. You might as well be gambling with it. I mean, what? Yeah. It, 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 I mean, if you're gonna pick the winners, you might as well make money off of it. Yeah. And let me tell you about some friends we have over on my bookie. Where it's just it's just the place to play if you're if you're gonna be gambling and making some money on on some sports or really anything. And it's fast, it's easy. They pay when you win. And let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And we wouldn't tell you about my bookie if they weren't the best. So do the smart thing if you're gonna bet this football season bet with my bookie and right now right now. my bookie has got a special guest for all of our listeners if you join my bookie they will double your first deposit Did you say you a do special guest
1: the, <laughs> i think so i think he said a special guest they have a I special don't know what I guest said. or a special gift maybe it's a special gift my bookie has a special
0: gift okay. for all the <laughs> listeners of the Just Rest Pod if you maybe a guest too. If you start winning a bunch of money, you kind of you have your own, you own guest, yeah. Anybody you want to guest, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so if you if you head over to my bookie right now, they will double your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code chair. So like to you can have two the guests. Offer. I
1: mean they'll double it. Is that? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> they're going to double your guest and gift. Well, actually, I don't want to hold my bookie accountable for the guests yeah. that are coming to your house. To they're going to stop sponsoring us if someday. we keep
2: making promises that they're not going to keep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But if you're the kind of guy or girl that likes to get to, to bet a little and win a lot, try parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings and no matter how you bet the NFL season is the best time of the year to bet and the promo code right now. Head over to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code chair CHAIR to activate the offer and they will double your first deposit. That's mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. You get paid. All right. Paid. You get paid, all right. Everyone likes to get paid. Ah, uh, yeah. Pops, we will go straight over to you. Uh-uh. Uh, week week five in the yeah. books. Yeah. What What did you walk away with? What do you, What are you kind of Tuesday? It's all over. What are you thinking? What, what'd you go? Okay. On with?
1: This is weird, but I am about to get sick and tired of seeing Aaron Rodgers roll his damn eyes at anything that goes wrong. <laughs> I mean, what is he? Is he so damn perfect that? <laughs> I mean if a, every time that a play doesn't result in a touchdown he rolls his eyes the receiver didn't run the right route, coach didn't call the right play, left tackle didn't block the right guy, running Aaron back Jones didn't, didn't get the 15 blitz. touchdowns. I'm just I, I'm just telling you I'm getting a little sick and ass tired of Aaron Rodgers facial expressions. You're on a team, <laughs> play the game. I just that's I just am sorry. That's annoying the <laughs> piss out of me. And so there you go. So, is any of this this anger that seems
0: to be stemming from Aaron Rodgers have anything to do with them blasting the Dallas Cowboys?
1: (laughs) No. Surely not. No, it honestly (laughs) doesn't. I mean... Now, and and if you want to talk about that game, I mean Dallas won in every statistical uh category except for the, except for the score, except for the one that counts. <laughs> and and obviously that was all late in almost trash time. But but no, I I really like Aaron Rodgers. I I think I've been a proponent of his, I, you know, uh uh I'm a fan, but I am getting tired of his look of despair. It's always somebody else's fault. It's just it's just starting to get on my last nerve. So
0: How I, I I do think and it's funny I thought there was there was the there. Obviously, we've talked about this and it's been talked about a lot in general. But McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers had their little beef, and I think part of that I understood. I didn't think McCarthy was the, the best coach. They won that Super Bowl early, and then I felt like he just stuck around because he had a Super Bowl ring. But it looks like, like you're saying, Dad, now they got the offensive guru over there and and Lafleur, and it still seems like at times Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, why do we call that play or yeah. why did that guy run that? It's like okay. Shit's gonna happen. Let's let's get past it. You know it. Aaron Rodgers does do. That. I think that's. I think he's probably. If I had to guess, he can be a tough guy to coach and play with. I would like him as my quarterback I for would. my team. I think he's a
1: really good quarterback. But I bet at times it can be annoying. I don't know if he's a good hang. You know, I don't yeah. know if he'd be a yeah. good hang because he right. like, he kind of seems like he might be a
0: bit of a dick. It's, might it's, might be on the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and that big win
1: they had against the Cowboys. Did that game tell you more about the Cowboys or the Packers? Good question. It is a very good question. I, my initial reaction—I haven't uh, planned this. I think it tells me more with the Packers. I think the Packers are for real. I think that defense is for real. Now, of course, the Cowboys didn't have Tyron Smith or uh, Collins, you know, on the uh, on the right side. Which so, is a bad team to have that uh, missing those two because no doubt the Smith brothers over there were on Dak Prescott early yeah. and often. Well, and, and there should be a mm-hmm. limit. Is it Traquan Smith that got hurt like four times and they had to stop the <laughs> damn clock? I mean, if you get hurt three times, I mean, it'd be like three strikes, you're out. You're out the game. If you have to stop the clock to get off the field three times, you need to be, you know, that's out. not
2: the worst rule in the world. Like, that sounds pretty good for player safety, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, that's
2: kind of a good rule. I think I'm with you. Let's let's talk to a, let's talk to Roger.
0: LJ, what what did you
2: think about that game? Just in general, would you did, did that tell you more about Green Bay or Dallas? You know, I'd say I agree with everything Dad said. I, I I don't have much to add to that. I agree that it told me more about Green Bay and that that defense is just stupid good. I mean, the I learned a lot about the Cowboys too. I, I feel like, but not as much as I feel like I got about Green Bay. I was I was very hesitant on saying that they're a good team. And um,
0: well, a couple. A couple of weeks ago, we were. It was the Cowboys were three and zero, and and we were talking about the 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 kind of the tiers of the NFL and maybe the tiers of the mm-hmm. NFC. And I think we were all. Well, I don't know. Dad was quick. I felt like he was putting the Cowboys up there. Yeah. And we said just just. And then he kind of said, "Yeah, you're." And I think you kind of agreed that. Well, we probably should see what happens in the next couple of weeks when they play a better team. And I. I think they played three games early. They played bad teams. And now Kellen Moore has got punched in the mouth a couple of times. And people kind of have tape on him. And I, I'll be interested to see where they how they bounce back. They It was a great time. They got the Jets coming up this week. It's going to be a good time to play the Jets for them because they need to get a win. But I do think it'll be interesting to see how the Cowboys rebound because I do think there's a lot of talent on offense and I defensive side too. of that football team. And you saw it when they started. Sure, they did put up a lot of stats. But at one point, Dad, was that game 31-3 to yes. in the third quarter? like So you're – you're going to get some stats there, but I do think there's talent on that roster. Um, a- Another thing I learned from that game, I was kind of interested, so we've talked about this before and a lot of people were this past week, but this past Sunday featured 13 games, 10 of which yeah. were at noon and two were in the afternoon slot. In general... Not a fan of that because all those games being at the noon, I'm sitting there watching Red Zone Channel, and I got whiplash, them going from game to game to game, and then we had to go, like, quad screens a couple of times, and you end up losing a bunch of games. In general, I hate when they have that kind
1: of Quad screens on Red Zone Channel stinks. I mean, they're all so small, even on my big TV. They're so small you can't. I'm sitting there (laughs) squinting. What the hell? What? What's going on?
2: (laughs) Guys, I'm going to surprisingly be the odd man out here. I disagree. Uh, I actually like this setup this week, and I kind of wish it was like this more often because, like, I love the so much going on to start my morning off. And then as I because
0: you're going to stop and watch that Broncos game regardless. And there's a pretty good chance of that.
2: Yeah, that I stopped the red zone channel when the Broncos start. (laughs) But then the other thing is, like, I could focus on two football games like that was really cool to, like, watch mostly whole games uh, this week instead of watching just pieces and, and little like essentially highlight reels interspersed together in live time. Um, but there were games I had no
0: idea where I, I didn't even know if the Bills and Titans were actually going on at one point because Redstone never got a chance to go over there. Yeah, and then, like, that's fair. There was just a bunch of games where, like, we never even saw it at all. And I had to go back and watch the highlights of it later, which it's, it's a terrible situation to have. I know this yeah, is I know it's complaining it's about tough. something small, but it, I did think it was so. A lot of people complained about it, but I, I, I went back and kind of did some research on I don't know why the NFL did it week, I think this happened week two, maybe. I don't understand why they did it this that week. But this week, it was pretty clear why they decided. Why, it wasn't even the NFL, I think, that chose to do this. It was Fox and CBS. Yeah. more. But if you pay attention to ratings over the past few years, you know, love them or hate them, the Cowboys are easily one of the most watched teams in America. Yeah. I look back. Uh, I was There's an article on The Ringer talking about it, and they put up the Cowboys were the most watched regular season game of last year. They were the most watched game of 2017 and they were the three most-watched games in 2016, the three most-watched games in 2015, yeah. despite going 4-12 and 12 that year, Yeah, and two of three most-watched games in 2014. And then they're playing the Packers, who are always right behind them in some of the most-watched games. So if you're Fox, I totally understand them wanting to go, all right, this is our only game. We're going to go game of the week. This will be on everywhere. And then CBS pretty much punted on it and not even going to try to compete with it. They went with the uh, the Broncos Chargers, well, which and not not trying to disparage the no. Broncos, but they've not been a great watch. Well, and i and I'll say much the much other the
2: thing year. about it is the Broncos are another really popular team across the country, but mostly yeah, with is places true. that Cowboy fans aren't. Um, it's a pretty good like balance of like people that do not give a shit about the Cowboys have a game that they're interested in, whereas people that do not give a shit about the Broncos, which are most other people, um, yeah. uh, have the Cowboys game, which is pretty much anybody can enjoy either. Uh, someone's going to enjoy them winning and somebody's going to enjoy them losing, but everybody's going to want to tune in and see it. So um, it's a good strategy with
0: with the way the Cowboys uh, showed up or, or didn't, I guess you could say didn't show up on Sunday at three. And the Broncos, Chargers, the Chargers are always going to not show up for the first half, and then you're going to see Philip Rivers run around with his head cut off for the second half. But it, it, it set the table for a fantastic nap for your boy <laughs> in bet. that second to third quarter slot. So, so you know, sometimes there's, you, you, there's a good thing that comes from it. Uh, LJ, do you want to go with what you— Came away from week five with you. Or you want
2: me to go? Because I got uh, one. Uh, You go ahead. I mean, I got one, but you go ahead. I always go. You always go last. So,
0: okay. This one's, this one's a question kind of, kind of like how asked, what, what'd you learn more from that Cowboys Packers game? I, I have something. I, I'll go to you. Elle. What it, is it possible that I know we always say the quarterback's the most important player on the team. Who's more important to the Carolina Panthers,
2: Christian oh. McCaffrey or Cameron Newton? Because uh, uh, the answer is pretty clear. I mean, it's Cameron, Cam, uh, Christian McCaffrey. I was going I to mean, say Cam, Cam New's not even playing, yeah. and they're
1: three and zero. So yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's easy. Uh,
2: McCaffrey, okay. And then the next question is
0: McCaffrey. He's he's got to have now thrusted his name in the MVP oh, voting, right? I don't I, I don't know leading, if a
1: running back wins it. He's leading the MVP, I would say right now. Did you guys see? I might have. Uh,
2: you guys probably have seen the stat, but that McCaffrey has more yards from scrimmage than I think it was Gurley and Elliott combined. Yes, I did. Hear yeah.
0: That. So yeah. actually, that that's funny that you bring that up because Gurley. So. Sports Center tweeted it, it was like Christian McCaffrey currently has more yards from scrimmage eight sixty six than Ezekiel Elliott and Todd Gurley combined at eight sixteen. So one, that's just wow. Wow, that, that's a, that's fascinating. But then Gurley quoted it was like, "Keep us out of this." Laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. McCaffrey is unstoppable. Keep beast and brother. Hashtag MVP. Yeah. So cool, classy response by Todd Gurley. But Very yeah, that relaxing. stat is just yeah. that will blow your mind. And it there was times in that game where. He's just juking people out of there. There was five to six times where he just like got a guy in open field and started doing a stutter step, and I felt like everybody on the field knew he's about to make that guy miss. That guy has no shot. Yeah. And then he had that one like eighty plus yard touchdown run where he showed you he might be the fastest guy on the field every time he steps on the field because he got out. Yep. And they didn't have a chance of catching him. And now Kyle Allen's undefeated. We've talked about it before. He's still undefeated as the Panthers' quarterback. I think a lot of that has to do with McCaffrey, obviously, but there's no rush for the Panthers to bring back Cam Newton. I did see it was pretty cool. Apparently, uh, Ian Rappaport uh, had a report talking about how Kyle Allen has said that Cam Newton has been the best coach and mentor the past three weeks and that he's done everything he possibly can do to help. And it just seems like if you're Cam Newton, sometimes I think when you're an NFL player or just an athlete, you don't like to see the team doing better with you not out there. No one wants to see the team do better, but you also do want your team to do well. So I just shout out to him for being helpful in the locker room. I could see, we've seen Ben Roethlisberger LJ's favorite player. As soon as they drafted Mason Rudolph, which I'm sure we'll talk about him. As soon as they drafted him talking about, he wasn't going to help and try to help groom his backup. So I just thought it was cool. I I like watching the Panthers play right now,
1: despite Cam Newton not playing. Real quick on Cam Newton. I I saw something, and he was wearing the most hideous outfits. I'm telling you. I I know he thinks he's a style icon. I'm not a fan of his style. It's that's, <laughs> that's cool that he's helping Kyle Allen. I mean, I'm not trying to I would him, love, but... LJ, I would love if we could, uh, we can't afford
0: Cam Newton's outfits, <laughs> no, I, but if we could would get Cam to? Newton's outfits on Lyft yeah. and just have him sport
2: that play, oh, that would be hilarious. Oh my God, just take him down to the river. <laughs> <laughs> Out there boating. I want to see Dad on his boat dressed like Cam Newton. Oh, that would make dude. my year. <laughs> we'll never get to see it, but the, I'm just visualizing
0: yeah, it. You will not. Get oh my god.
2: Uh, lo- so we're gonna start a GoFundMe, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's gonna be all proceeds will go to dressing, lift up, uh, like Cam Newton on his boat at the river. Nope, we're gonna start make one. this happen. <laughs> um, I saw another interesting stat, uh, while you're talking about Christian McCaffrey. Uh, do, do you guys remember who was in the 2017 uh draft class for running backs? It's crazy stagged. This, I'm glad you're bringing this up. You want to hear it. I do. All right. So uh, the first running back taken, these are all in order when they were taken. Leonard Fournette, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Tariq Cohen, Marlon Mack, Aaron Jones, Chris Carson, and then undrafted was Austin Eckler and Matt Breida. Wow. That is (laughs) insane. That that is crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're right.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. And while we're just
0: blowing while, – while we're mentioning running back stats, I got one from Bill Barnwell talking about how great McCaffrey is. The NFL record for most games with 175-plus yards from scrimmage in a season is six. Christian McCaffrey now has four in his first five games so far this year. Wow. So just to tell you how wow. good his year is going. Insanity. Yeah. It's a good time to – It's a it, you know, it's a good week for running backs. There were also – Rick Goslin covers the NFL. Rick Goslin 9 on Twitter said there were nine 300-yard passers in the NFL last week. Their teams went four and five. There were
2: eight 100-yard rushers, and their teams went seven and one. You know, it's a good week for the running back. It was good. I mean, and we also have a new fastest running back in the NFL, apparently, because Matt Breida ran faster than any running backs run in the last two years on his 83-yard touchdown. So um, pretty incredible. Just,
0: just a lot of fun running back stats going around yeah. so far to start the JPP pod. LJ, what what did you walk away from week five?
2: Well, I learned uh, that if I needed to pick a defense to not go up against, the first group on that list is not the Patriots, might be a good answer, but it's the 49ers front seven. Yes. I am horrified by that front seven. Yes. They are unbelievable. So, I'm sorry, Tony. It was. Yeah, I'm telling <laughs> Nick Bosa showed his ass. <laughs> oh, well, wow. I, mean, I don't know. So, yeah,
0: I've been trying to bang the Bosa drum for a long time, <laughs> and finally, I was. I wanted to, I wanted to text Uncle Tony and just be like how's that guy look <laughs> but I is this it, was that Bosa or is that just Bosa remembering that uh Baker well, stuck the
1: flag? He down. obviously oh, well, remembered that. Yeah, you saw what he the did, half. right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, where he where he mimicked it on the celebration. I, I almost at one point felt a little bad for Baker. He was getting killed. Yeah. Bosa was on him all night and there was a couple I think there was two sacks. He ended up the game with like three sacks and two forced fumbles and he didn't get credited for two of them because one of them they called it incomplete when Baker's knee was clearly down. And I think there was another one where Baker got the ball off right before he got. But that one ended up being in,
2: uh, in, uh, intentional grounding and ending the half. So uh, um, you don't get strat- stats for that, but that's pretty badass. Um, so, But DeForest I agree Buckner, with too, the it's not LJ. just can Bosa. We, that's just, can we talk about how
0: good the 49ers are? Yeah, I think yeah. that's where you were going. Yeah, bring that up.
2: You know what uh, my favorite thing about the 49ers right now is? is, is, is I'm a defensive guy. But it's that Shanahan run zone blocking or uh uh zone blocking run run attack where you can It didn't have matter who was in a running back just, it just anybody back there. Yeah, exactly. And um Tevin Coleman looked great, Breedel looked great, Mostert looked pretty solid. I mean, like uh that's a scary team because you don't know what to prepare for anymore. Like Running Heath jet sweeps to Kittle, yeah. And he gets out on the edge for fifteen yards. Yeah. I mean And Garoppolo's looking pretty good. I mean he's not he's not like breaking any records anytime soon, but he's controlling the game he's making good plays when he needs to he finds an open receiver i mean he's that that's a talented offense plus a defense that you know uh is got pretty solid covering uh pretty solid secondary but an unbelievable front seven like you you don't have any time those uh those front four don't know how to quit they just don't even understand what that word means you get knocked on the ground they're back up in less than a second it's a, it's unbelievable how Tenacious they are. They have a tenacious D. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Nice, nice,
0: nice. uh,
2: Yeah, no, that's just a damn good football team that I love watching. I'm going to tune in every single week, not just because my wife loves them.
1: Real quick, total total offense, they're number four in the NFL. Wow. Total defense, number two in the NFL. Well, and I think LJ's getting here
0: is they they just complement each other. That offense and defense complement each other so well where – it's like you were saying, when that when that zone blocking starts working and they start running the ball, one, they just run like crazy, yeah. and two, that sets up the play action where Garoppolo's really good off that play action. Yep. I know they don't have maybe a number one receiver, unless you call Gittle. Kittle's a number one pass catcher, yeah. but they don't have a number one on the outside, but they don't really have to when they're you have to put eight in the box to stop them, and then you're getting one-on-one out there. And then if they can get the lead, I just would hate to be a quarterback and be down by a touchdown or two with that front seven coming Yeah, if action. they know
2: you're passing – you're in trouble. The only thing that they could really the the Browns were able to really do against uh, that defense was to do those what do you call those delayed handoffs that take advantage of a blitz like that's what they were doing. Yeah, those draws. But, I mean, that was about it. But once yeah. you get into the third quarter, down by you know 21 points, a draw can't be the main part of your game anymore. Like mm-hmm. you just can't depend on that. So you know, this is the first time the 49ers have been four and and0 since 1990
1: with
0: wow. old Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. Who was the running back? Craig was that the running back? Dad? Roger
1: Craig was he there? Yeah, he was there. I don't know if he was there end. Roger yeah. Craig
0: was there. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not saying this is that team. That team ended up going 14 and two, but we'll see. But I, I do think I think I was after the three and zero start. I was hesitant on if the 49ers were for real, for real. They're in the top class of the NFC. I don't know if they're the top team in the NFC, but they're in that top class. Well,
2: and I think it's arguable still because I feel like we said last time we talked about the Niners that we weren't really sure that the teams they had played were top notch. And I still think we can say that. I mean, the Browns have been hot and cold, kind of like we predicted. Um, so, but but they looked world class against what I think is a good Browns football team. So you know, you know what the Browns are? What's that? They are just the AFC version of the Buccaneers. Oh my God, good. Good. Mm.
0: They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, next week, they'll probably be, I don't know who they play. I have to check, but they'll probably have a great game, and Baker's going to look great. Odell's going to look great. And Everything's going to be good, and then they'll come out and lay a couple duds. It's just, right. yeah, they, it's what they, they have Brown the Seahawks, Seahawks. Next week. Brown
1: Seahawks this week, they're going to beat the Seahawks, and we're going to go, okay, they're back. And then no, they're I don't know if they're going to beat the Seahawks, but I'm going to tell you if Odell doesn't get more than two passes coming his way, that thing's fixing to explode up there. Now. Well,
0: he had a drop. They Baker put a good ball on him, and go like when the game was still 14 to three or something, and they were driving. And he threw it to him on a little slant to go in for a touchdown. And it just went right off his hands to an interception. No, that was Callaway.
2: That was
1: Callaway. Oh, Oh, you're right. You're right. That wasn't Callaway. At least
2: at one point in the game, he had as many drops as he had catches um, at one point in the game. Yeah. He He had, I I think it was like two catches and two drops at one point in the game. And he actually had uh, two jet sweeps and he also had a 20 yard pass. So they're still getting him the ball. They were trying to get him the ball, no doubt, making sure he's a part of this game plan. But yeah, I mean, we're we're on that line, I think, with him where you know having success is also important, and who's going to get blamed for that? So
0: Um, other games. So let's just we we know the class of the uh, AFC is. I think it's Patriots and Chiefs. We're back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the Broncos are back, baby. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Um, did you see? So, oh, actually, let's go. Let's go here since I mentioned the Patriots. You See, the Patriots actually faced their first deficit
2: of the year this year. Yeah, against to the Redskins. The, the Redskins were winning. <laughs>
0: can can we talk about the Redskins and and firing Jay Gruden? And apparently, so did y'all hear the report? They didn't fire him Sunday night, but they told him late Sunday night they summoned him to a five a.m. meeting. Yeah, they wanted to fire him at 5 a.m. That's
2: that's horse crap. I might have heard something wrong, him. but actually what I heard is they had him come in. This this sounds more like a joke the more I think about it. But they had him come in at 5 a.m. Uh, they asked him to come in and then his key card didn't work. And that's how he found out he was fired. But that can't be right. That, no, that, see, that that's right.
0: the joke. That's the joke because they okay. asked him on Sunday night. He got asked Sunday night at, at his post game okay. press conference. And he said, okay. we'll see if my key card works on Monday morning. And they told him to come in for a five a.m. meeting, and that he got there at five a.m. And Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder were already there. I think you know pretty quick if Dan Snyder, the owner, is there at the facility at five a.m. What's going down?
2: Yeah, but just what's the? I, I just well, they, and the Redskins consistently he would have do things to too. I guess that's why they had to do it now because they're playing the Dolphins. Well, I think next it's, the week. Right
0: it's the right time to fire him. It's the right time to fire him.
2: But that organization, have y'all seen that the big? It's just a
0: mess. I mean, I, I know y'all know that, but. They did the whole thing where it, – and it was a mess between everybody where clearly Dan Snyder – I don't know who – if you're a coach, do you want to go there? Because no. even when Dan Snyder said he was going to let the coach do it, as soon as he saw a quarterback he wanted, I mean, I think it was pretty clear by all the reporting that Dan Snyder took over the first round and made that pick for Haskins. Yeah. And then Jay Gruden where this – it was petty between the whole power struggle there, which is kind of fun, funny as a Cowboys fan since I don't have a dog in the fight. Right. But, they had where Dwayne Haskins instead of giving him a week to prepare to start Dan Snyder or uh, Jay Gruden just threw him in. Kind of, I think it was kind of just go, hey, I want to show you how bad your guy is. Yeah. And then didn't start him this week. And then for them to fire for them to fire Jay Gruden this week, clearly, who I think Callahan's going to come in. Now they're playing the Dolphins. It's probably a, it's a perfect time for the interim coach to come in and yeah. get a win. And you'll say, oh, it's because of the coaching change. When it's probably just because you got the Dolphins on the schedule.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and. I just don't know why you want to go there. I just – I don't know what coach they get now. Well, and you know uh, that Jake Rudin is officially – he's got the most wins of any Redskins head coach that Dan Snyder has ever employed. Um, that is that is correct. And, uh, and also, when was the last time you saw a coach get fired and so many players tweet out how much they love him and miss him and appreciate him? Like, this was clearly not the pop- popular move with the locker room either. Like, people are pretty upset about it, and – That's not – so it it sounds to me that it's an ownership slash personnel problem much more than a coach problem, which is not something that evidence would lead us to that even without this firing with the Redskins. So,
0: Well, and did you see Bruce Allen's quote in his press conference after the firing? He said that we have a damn good culture. I don't think culture is the problem here. (laughs) It's like, what? Are you – you don't even – there's no way you even believe that. And if you do, that's – I guess that might be the problem. Yeah. Bill Barnwell tweeted out, and this is to your point, LJ, of Gruden having the most wins, he put – in the past twenty years, but in the twenty years before Daniel Snyder, Washington had just four coaches Party, Gibbs, Pettibon, and Turner, and they went one eighty four and one forty three and one with sixteen playoff wins. Since then, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight head coaches, and they went a combined one hundred thirty nine, one ninety five, and one with two playoff wins. Wow. So clearly it's not the coaching that is yeah. the problem. Yeah. It's the guy maybe hiring the coach. It's it's Dan Snyder needs Allen to check his and, shoes. It's Allen and Dan Snyder. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess when you own the team, you get to do whatever you want. I, almost a little bit. I don't really because I kind of don't like the Redskins, but I feel bad for Redskins fans. Like I saw SCP have a big, one big thing on on the Redskins and how it just, it's a, the organization's internal. And they are. It's just tough. Yep. Yeah. It's tough when you have a bad owner. And we, Cowboys fans have dealt with that at times where Jerry Jones has made poor decisions, but at least we always felt like he was. Trying to win and at times doing right decisions. I don't know. It just seems like the Redskins do nothing right. And now they got they're they're zero five. They have Trent Williams who's not showing up. They there's no reason they don't. Even, I don't know why they would want him to show up. They need to lose out now and just yeah have a worse pick. I don't know why they don't trade him and Carr again. They and just need to trade him right now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Trade yep. him to the
2: Browns. The Browns need some O line help.
0: So no doubt. Maybe you get a first round pick and the Browns are like we said a team that could easily. End up six and ten, and you wonder what the hell happened to this talented roster. Yeah, the Browns be a smart oh, trade.
2: the The Browns GM's got to be thinking we got to make a play this year or next year, or else you know we're we're losing clout. Um, so yeah, they'd be willing to give up a lot, I think, for that sort of trade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, moving on to another uh, a play that was tough to watch. We talk about
0: the NFL and and times where it's not always enjoy it, most almost I enjoy watching the NFL about ninety five percent of the time part of that 5% is when you see a hit like that one against Mason Rudolph where yeah. I mean it's kind of a joke now but honestly at one point I was wondering if we just were watching a man you know die or get disabled. I mean it was
1: horrible.
2: It looked
0: bad. That was that that hit was scary. Similar okay,
2: was uh I just wanted uh while we're on it uh Bousy for the Broncos was paralyzed for 30 minutes after the hit that took him out of the game. So I saw a, a report today
0: that he said he was out for – he couldn't move for 30 minutes. That's just scary. Yeah. And then they didn't – and now – did y'all see the whole stuff where they they he walked off the field? He didn't even get carted off the field because the NFL claims that he didn't need to be carted off. But there's also a video of the cart breaking down and they had to push it off the field because it couldn't drive. They said – the NFL said we had a backup cart at every game and we, he didn't need to be carted off. I – I don't know. It sure looked like I would have gone ahead and carted it off. The dude was walking off the field like I was walking out of the bar in Shreveport on Saturday. <laughs> he did. I mean, bless
1: his heart. Um, I
0: mean, and then if, don't cut the face mask off. He looks so
2: goofy with his face mask cut off. And his, Well, I mean, that is the right thing to do. It does look awful. Cut the whole helmet off. Yeah. Cut the whole helmet off. Hey, do that this. helmet
1: looked exactly like Keith Smith's drinking helmet. That's exactly. <laughs> What Keith Smith's drinking <laughs> helmet looks like. I mean, exactly, except it's red. Wow. Wow. Oh,
2: Lord. i got an image now. That's a fantastic. Uh, was one. there
0: any other moments from uh, this past week? We got to see Kirk Cousins did exactly what we expect him to do. He looked great against a 500 <laughs> team, and all of a sudden things are back in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Ravens got a win. Was there anything that the stuck Chiefs out? The Chiefs lost. You that I think that's say?
2: pretty a big deal, right?
0: Yeah. Let's just, can we give a shout-out to, and we already have a couple of times, but shout-out to the the Colts, and I don't think, you know, Jim Irsay makes a lot of bad decisions, but he did a good one in getting Frank Wright and uh, Ballard in there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree, 100%. Well,
1: and you know, that's interesting since you brought that up, and I heard it on one of the podcasts I listened to, but so Jacoby Brissett, uh, Jimmy G, Tom Brady are like, you know, all were on the Patriots roster, what, three yeah. years ago? Yeah. And they're like, Ten and two, or something like that. Combined. I think so. Yeah. And, and Indianapolis looks great. Yeah. I mean, they were they were playing without Darius Leonard. They're stud middle yeah. linebacker too. Yep. And they
0: now now there was the play, and I, I believe this was. I was driving at the time. I went back and watched the game later. But uh, I got a text while I was driving in our group text. Lj just said like Pat Mahomes or something, <laughs> and I'm guessing that's the one where he ran back for thirty yards and then evaded the rush and then still threw a yep. touchdown like only Pat Mahomes can. That's the one. It it did feel like when that ankle when he started limping off with that ankle it looked like the super superhero who lost his superpower kind of thing. Like yeah. Just
2: Well, you know, I, he actually uh he didn't blame his ankle when the when he talked to the press. What he actually blamed was the fact that the Colts had the personnel to play man-up defense and uh it, it sounds like that that's basically every major loss they've had in the last year or so has come to a man defense. Um, according to Patrick Mahomes, which is pretty interesting, because you know to play man defense against the the Chiefs, we found you've really got to have some obviously talented personnel. But um, but yeah, it's just interesting that they can tear up a zone, but it, it's hard to beat a man defense.
0: And maybe maybe it was because Mahomes wasn't one hundred percent, but there was that that call late where Andy Reid they went for like fourth and one, and I feel like the Chiefs what they do great is. Spreading everyone out that speed everywhere and letting Mahomes have a ton of options. And instead, they went like an eye formation and went power. And I just, yeah, none of their running backs to me scream power, especially when they seem like they're all banged up. Yeah. I thought that was a questionable call by Andy Reid. It, it was a week where we got to see Andy Reid and Jason Garrett look more like the, the,
1: their typical screw ups they, yep. yep. yeah,
0: yeah. You know, to, to Finn Jason Garrett just a little, as funny as the clip is to see him throw the challenge flag down and then see the ref throw his flag up and then have a little flag war, shouldn't that flag technically be... Re- so he got flagged for, uh, what was it, language abuse or whatever he said. that was, He must have cussed or something. At yeah. Ref. But he was upset about the pass interference call, which he challenged, and it got reversed, right? Or was it incomplete? Whatever it was, whatever he was challenging did get reversed. Yes. So that means...
2: He was right in being upset about the call. Yeah, but right? well, there's you don't just because you're right doesn't mean you weren't a dick. I mean, right?
1: Well, like, I can out the shining
2: ref, example right here. Just because you're right doesn't mean you're
1: not a dick. <laughs> well, do you remember the ref was kind of a dick to him a little earlier because there was some kind of call and he has he uh, uh, Garrett and I'm not trying to take up for Garrett. I still don't think he's the greatest coach in the I, world, but. Yeah. You know, but he'd said something, and the guy just goes, like, real flippant. Well, throw your flag if you don't like it or something yeah. like that. So I think the ref had been kind of a peckerhead to, to Garrett. But Garrett did – it was just funny because he was, like, talking, talking. All of a sudden, he threw the flag down and looked like he dropped a big F-bomb or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the ref just – I mean, I, that flag went so high, if I never saw it come down, I mean, I, I mean, chunked that flag up there. Yeah. At oh, one point, funny. it was at least good to see a reaction on Garrett because at one point, me and Dow were wondering because they kept the camera kept showing over to Garrett and he didn't say a word. He just was like, well, there's another touchdown for Aaron Jones. I don't even oh, know why he wears a headset. For Aaron I mean, he's yeah. never
1: talking into it. Right. He's just standing there. Maybe he claps every now and then. The old clap. No, back. actually, it's a the, metronome, the so he knows is. the tempo for his clapping, is what it is. <laughs>
0: the way, what it is, Dad, it's like, I don't know if you remember this. You probably, y'all probably, you probably did it with me. I know LJ's done it with me. Where, you know, it's like when you have the younger brother playing video games. Ah, you yeah. just give <laughs> him the controller. You don't actually plug in the controller. You right. just give it to him so he feels like he's doing something. Right, right. That's what they're doing with Jason Garrett. They're like, Moore's going to do offense. We're going to have our boy do the defense. You're just going to put this on. Yeah. And it's actually not going anywhere. Nothing. He's yeah. not hearing anything. He's not talking to anybody. It's just there to make him look professional. Yeah. It's the controller. That's not
2: plugged It's the in. brother's
1: controller. Okay, that's, yeah. okay.
2: Okay. I have a question right. about refs while we're on What's refs. It? Yeah. Do you think that that, so, so there was a famous call, uh, no pass interference call. That is the reason that we can review pass interferences. Do you right think on? they would have reversed that call in the replay based on the way that they've been doing it this year? So I do. I do. I think the only reason they made this rule is to reverse an egregious.
0: I mean, it's got to be something like that where it is just nuts because clearly they're not reversing anything else. Yeah. I mean, I've yet to see somebody. Well, because the thing is, is when you slow it down and play it, and it's why they made the rule just to try to like answer to the media or not the media, but just everybody that was so upset about that blown call. But every time you slow down the replay, it looks like it could possibly be past interference. So unless it's just crazy egregious, they're not going to overturn it. I don't think they ever will, really. So the rule really was all for naught. I don't
2: understand the point. It just feels it. patronizing. It feels like everything the NFL does I agree. is patronizing. I agree. Um, they, don't, they don't think we have a brain.
0: LJ, you crossed off the Falcons last week. I was hesitant to do that. Looks like it was a good call, considering they couldn't stop a nosebleed against <laughs> the Texans. So I'll start with you. Who are you crossing off this week for the playoffs? You
2: know, I feel like I'm running out of teams to cross off because every time I cross somebody off, they look like garbage. So um, <laughs> It's a good problem to have. It. Yeah, it's a good problem. I mean, I think I, I wish I had a list of who I crossed off in front of me.
1: Uh, um, you want me to tell you?
2: Yeah, please. Well, Pittsburgh, well, Denver,
1: Cleveland, Atlanta. That's who you've crossed off oh, so far. Oh, well,
2: I've got so many good teams to pick from. Then. you still
1: got some good teams.
2: Um. Okay. Um. In that case, do I want to be bold or do I want to be safe? Do I want to be bold or do I want to be safe? Um, I'll cross, I'll cross off the Giants. The Giants aren't making it. And that's an easy pick. Danny Dimes. He's not making the playoffs. He's got a big game. Oh, I can't wait. He's got a big game
0: coming up against the Patriots. It's going to look like Eli Manning reincarnated. (laughs) If he
2: somehow throws, gives the Patriots their first loss. Although I am interested. Saquon Barkley is apparently breaking every rule of recovery physics. Have you been reading about this?
0: yeah, I think he's just kind of one of those guys like LeBron where, like, there's there's people that just aren't human. Like, we're human, and then there's, like, Saquon Barkley's out there. Just a freak. that just are a different species. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was supposed to be out for eight weeks, and he, he supposedly – he wanted to go last week. Like, there's video of him, like, doing squats and out there practicing, and they held him out for another week, which is smart. Why? There's no reason for them to rush him back. No, yeah, he's but,
2: he's the franchise. He is the but, franchise. But, yeah,
0: he's, he, he's just a freak. He's a freak, and he's the franchise. I agree with you. Um. Crossing off of my list for the playoffs, I think I'm going to go with. I'm hesitant to go with the Browns early just because they could get hot. We'll cross off. I'll go with LJ. I think the Steelers are done now because now I don't know when. I hope Rudolph doesn't come back anytime soon. I hope he gets. Make sure he's right. Yeah. And now they're one and four at. Trading that first round pick for Mika Fitzpatrick is not looking great right now, no. but we'll we'll see. I'm crossing them off my playoffs. Pops, what about you?
1: Well, this one is not uh, not much to say, but Cincinnati. I mean, that's just yeah. a no brainer, and I still yeah. had them left, so I'm crossing <laughs> off Cincinnati.
2: Good answer.
0: Well, it's kind of one of those. They were going uh, a match, uh, a battle of the winless them and the Cardinals. So was, I picked Cincinnati last week, but yeah, that was I was I was thinking about the Cardinals. So I was like, well, they did just get a win. I hate up. Hey, one. do
1: do Cincinnati off. and Miami play? They don't play this year, do they? If they don't, we could have two 0-16 teams. I, well, we're
0: going to lose one, one winless this team this week because we have a big-time matchup with the Dolphins and Redskins. Oh, because man.
2: The the two of sweepstakes will be on the line for yeah, that one. Yeah. But, Did you know yeah. that uh, tickets to the Miami Zoo are more expensive than tickets to the Dolphins? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I don't even know if that's true or it's not. A that's fact. hilarious. It's a fact. It's like <laughs> It costs like $18 to get into the Dolphins game this next week. It costs like 23 bucks to get into the Zoo. So... Um, I guess well, play play so it's December twenty second, wow. mark it on your calendar, Bengals at Miami. It's a wow. it's a it's
1: Christmas comes early, yes, man. I cannot wait. <laughs> they could tie. I guess it could end in a tie, you know. They could, you know,
2: it could. Oh man, I'm so
0: excited. That'd be the best ending. <laughs> just to touch on, is the is the whole Baker Mayfield Richard Sherman handshake beef the stupidest what story you've is, ever seen? Did he just forget? Did he
2: just forget? Okay.
0: So it's been broken down by Twitter at nauseum. But so what ha- What ha- happened what was, it, it, was. Appear- it appears what happened was they shook at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Or at the beginning of the coin toss. Then they did the coin toss. And sometimes at the end of coin toss, players will shake again. Okay. Sometimes they don't. I don't okay. think it's that crazy for a player not to. But as soon as the coin toss ended, Baker sprinted off the field. Another Browns player also followed behind and jogged off the field. Baker quickly got off the field. The other guy followed, and then Miles Garrett was there, and he shook a few hands. So Baker did stub him, I guess, there. But there's clearly video before
2: the coin toss where they shook hands. Well, that makes sense. Okay, so if, if Richard Sherman came in with a certain view of Baker Mayfield, and then there's a thing that happens often enough that he might have been waiting to see if it happens, and then there's another thing that happens every time so he wasn't paying attention to it, I could see where his wires got crossed. That That does make sense. It's still stupid to complain about. I mean, well, in the I first mean, place. NFL
0: players are always looking for something to get a little motivated on. And I, I think people Baker's a petty guy, and I think people are annoyed with the Baker and Brown's hype. So I think anything they do right now,
1: yeah,
2: it's
0: gonna get it's gonna draw some criticism.
1: Well, t- two things. One, yes, Baker is kind of a uh, what you call him a what guy?
0: Petty, he's bratty. Petty. I mean, he well, a, he he's kind of a bratty. Punk. He
1: could be a punk. And that I all like works. Rufo, that all be, works be if you're winning. It's true. When right. You're not, it's true. When you're not winning, you're just a punk. Yeah. 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 See, uh, yeah. who was the who was the Chicago quarterback that was kind of Cutler? a punk? Uh, Cutler. I mean, yeah. when you're not winning, you're a punk. Yeah. When you're winning, you're gutsy and ballsy. Well, yeah. right now, Mayfield's kind of a punk. And. I did love what Sherman said. He, he did say, okay, yeah, he shook my hand at the first, he said. But what happened is he pissed us off. We put a foot in his ass. End of story. <laughs>
2: I thought, Okay, yeah. well." That's and fair. I'll say another thing about it is I think Sherman is really smart. And I think part of this is just like a play. Like I think he loves starting just, rivalries was, all throughout the NFL because it makes his team want to stick up for him more. It also puts his face on camera a lot more, which doesn't hurt his feelings at all. I th- I mean I think it's all smart plays. Well, it's just it's just smart. Yeah, like already Bosa was fired up. Clearly, we saw that. But if yeah. you're Richard
0: Sherman, if you can find a way to go, did y'all see how he didn't shake our hands, and then and then a the guy goes, well, maybe at first they didn't even notice it. Yeah, and they're like, oh, that asshole did run off. Yeah, he didn't shake our hands. All right, and then if it looked like it worked, because it sure looked good for the 49ers yeah. last night. Yes, yeah. it did. But it's possible, you know, it's possible Baker was just ready to go. He saw him sprint over to the sideline. But I wanted to ask you guys, do you remember the days? When you were always ready to go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Well, if you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, then listen up. BlueChew.com. Blue like the color. The old Blue salt in LJ. The salt, the salt first chewable <laughs> with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, doesn't matter. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And most guys talk good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy right now. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, and you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Armchair. That is Armchair, A R M. C-H-A-I-R, just pay $5 shippings. Again, that is Blue BlueChew, dot wcom promo code armchair to try it for free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Wow. And we thank them for sponsoring the pod. Thanks, BlueChew. All right, guys, do y'all want to touch on a little bit of this craziness going on with Daryl Moore to the NBA in China? Sure. Yeah, sure. We've, yeah. we've, hit, we've hit the... the, the 40-so-minute mark, so we can touch on this. We haven't done a lot of NBA, and it's starting to start up. I know LJ was just chomping at the bit. And I was hoping. Champing ch- at the bit. I know we've had this champing before. yeah. It's definitely champing. Champing at the yeah. bit. Yeah, champing at the bit for a little NBA talk. And just to, I, I'll try to give out a quick timeline, L, and then i got to toss to you because there's a part I'm, I don't really know all that much about. So, Daryl Morey, the GM of the Rockets, who the Rockets are one of the, the, the leaders, and they, they have a very strong following in China. Yeah. And a lot of that is due to Yao Ming playing for the Rockets back right. in the day, and now he's the lead, the head of the Chinese Basketball Association. Anyway, Darren Morey sent out and quickly deleted a tweet over the weekend in support of the Chinese protesters in Hong Kong. Adam Silver quickly responded, saying, and then that rose a lot of uh, uproar because some of the powers that be in China didn't like that because that's Yao Ming. All these cut protests all ties are pretty crazy. To the NBA. So. Silver quickly responded, saying he regrets upsetting people in China, but wouldn't limit the free speech for league employees. They always value free speech, which uh, so he's kind of kind of sounds like he's toeing the line a little bit, just kind of straddling the fence. But now, business leaders and state-run broadcast networks who are set to air many NBA games are upset in China, and what originally started as backlash over the Rockets has now turned into a threat on the NBA's relationship with the country as a whole. Uh, just a quick rundown of a few of the things: China suspended preseason NBA broadcast in the country. The state-run network CCTV pulled the two Nets and Lakers games that are coming up this week and said that they, they're not going to air them at all and said they would investigate all cooperation and exchanges with the NBA. The league recently uh, or currently has a $1.5 billion streaming deal with the Chinese media company Tencent. And tickets for the Nets-Lakers game that's coming up this week are now become unavailable online. The USA Today says Chinese celebrities, they wouldn't mention who, but they said Chinese celebrities are, are boycotting the NBA China games and the Chinese Basketball League, which is ran by Yao Ming, as LJ was saying, announced it will no longer cooperate with the Rockets, and I think is cutting ties with the NBA as a whole. At least they're considering so, that, yeah. So, and now you can't buy Rockets gear. You can't buy Rockets gear at all in China. So it's it, it's an interesting spot now. Silver seems to be in a tough spot where uh, the, the NBA says there's a number. The number of pro basketball fans in China is twice the number in the U.S. population. I guess the population in China is just way more than I realize.
1: Yeah. Big population.
0: But so now chill silvers catching some backlash because he seems to kind of be back in more, but kind of not. And people are asking his NBA and, and more and silver choosing the dollars over what may or may not be right. So can you tell us anything more about like what, what's really going on in China?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot of history to unpack here to like really deeply understand it. And I would suggest anybody that wants to know more, please read on your own because it's hard to even find out what would be a biased news source in this. So read multiple articles if you want to know more. But the basis of my understanding is that, uh, Hong Kong is essentially, it's a part of China, but it is run by a completely different government with a completely different political system than the rest of mainland China. Did you guys know that?
1: That's my understanding. I've learned it now. Yeah. So
2: basically the way it works is, uh, China, uh, Well, uh, England owned, uh, Hong Kong as a colony for quite some time. And then eventually like in a weird way, gave it back to China with the, uh, rule in place that, yes, we understand you as a country are communist. This place needs to stay capitalist, um, in, uh, for the next 50 years or something like that. And so like, um, and then this has been like re up over and over again, but it's essentially like it, it, it is, uh, capitalist bastion in the middle of uh, a communist, uh, you know, sea. Like just the, the, everything around it is communist. And so like it's the one place that like in China where uh, people can really become like billionaires. Um, so it's a, uh, an interesting economic place for people from China to go. It's also a place mm-hmm. that has different rules and different laws and different judges than mainland China. So people go there oftentimes to escape the oppression that they, uh, since in mainland China, which is also by the way um it it almost makes me nervous to even talk about it, knowing how big of a deal right now people getting uh their funding taken away for even talking about what China might be doing wrong, um but our funding 's not so great that we wouldn 't overcome it um <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> fair point. But uh, but so what's happened recently? Hong Kong has been protesting uh, their Chinese government for about a month now, maybe two. But for a long time, and in unbelievable numbers. Like uh, I thought, it's been since like June. Well, I think it it blew up, I believe, in July. But it might be longer than that. I, my my uh, my stats aren't probably a hundred percent. But um, it's been unbelievable the amount of protest. Um, about a month ago. Um, it was such a big deal that like Chinese police started just beating citizens with reckless abandon. Um, Throwing tear gas, shooting them with uh, the rubber bullets and shooting tear gas into train cars that were sealed. Um, And, uh, and it's got, there's some serious videos coming from the protests that are hard to
0: watch calling
2: any uh, protester with a water bottle um, saying that they're an armed uh, protester and, uh, and, and just all sorts of things. They are, they are not trying to, Uh, quash this protest uh, peacefully by any stretch. They are trying to beat it back um, into submission. And the reason that the Hong Kongers are protesting is because China introduced a new bill that would essentially say, if you're in Hong Kong, we can send you to mainland China for justice if we perceive it's necessary. So basically, if we want to, we can send you to um, a different government to answer to any crimes that we want to. Um, And their uh, uh, citizen rights uh, record hasn't been great. They've uh, allegedly done things like harvest organs from minorities while they're still alive. They've got allegedly concentration camps. There are some pretty dark things allegedly happening in China right now. So people in Hong Kong are obviously horrified by this idea. And so they're saying uh, that rule needs to be taken off the books, but they can't vote it. They can't vote their way out of this because their government... While capitalist is still run by people selected by mainland China, you can't nominate whoever you want to run for government in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. So um, the only way they can, the people can make their voices heard is by protesting like this. And they've been protesting for a long time and people are starting to stand up for them. And as they do, China's got too much money and they get shut down. So. That's my understanding of the history in a real quick sense.
1: That response at all? No. I mean, that's my my understanding. I mean, it it does seem interesting that, I mean, Daniel Morey was trying to support. Daryl. Daryl. I'm sorry. Daryl Morey was trying to support a democratic process. I mean, that's honorable. But his discussion may have pissed off, not may have, you know, uh, a country that puts a lot of money into the NBA so I I mean it's I mean that's just it he, what he said was not wrong I mean I would support Rick. Hong Kong's efforts in democracy and against tyranny and communism but the the uh,
0: only the the, the the differencing factor is you're not getting a ton of the
1: money you make is coming from China right yeah right. So I and the know, powers that be I so kinda, it's, it, I feel for him a little bit. I feel for Moray and what he did. You know, I don't think he meant anything negative and I think he's come out and even said that, you know. I I need to rethink what I said, which I don't even know if he should say that. I think what he said was okay, but maybe in this case it would have been better for him in a financial monetary sense for his league to have not expressed his opinion.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily feel right like, like to yeah, not Exactly. I I, if, I it say makes me what feel what you dirty feel. to even
2: think about, but Put myself in his shoes; it'd be tough to keep pushing that. I don't know. It's you're asking your livelihood versus tweeting something you believe in, and it's hard to say the tweets more important, although it may be. You know, it's hard to hard to quantify. It's a tough call. Yeah, Yeah. it's interesting because
0: I think LJ brought this up. Adam Silver got a ton of credit after I think I don't know if you brought this up on the pod, but we've talked about it. I think just between us, but Adam Silver got a ton of credit for. The Donald Sterling stuff when he right when he got in the Donald Sterling stuff happened right. where he kicked him out, he banned him from the NBA. Right, I and yes, he deserves some credit because yeah, we need to get that guy out of the NBA. I think that was a good call, but I think it was a fairly obvious call and one that should have been done a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how I mean, I think maybe someone with some sense like it, it, it was really just a more of Stern wasn't a great commissioner as of Silver's a good one, and I do think Silver's a good commissioner, but this right here is a huge deal for the NBA. And I, it, I bet Adam Silver's not getting a lot of sleep this week. I agree. I mean, this is this is a tough situation for the NBA and for Adam Silver and Mori and the Rockets and everyone to be in because they've already canceled. Like, they send right now, I know Nike and Adidas, all the big shoe companies, they'll send Kyrie Irving to a big summit in China for, like, a month where he just goes around and ad- advertises shoes and meets fans because that, there's so many fans in China that support the NBA and they make a lot of money off that. And so that's... It's now you're going situation. in. And
1: Very tough. It, it's, yeah, it's just
0: really tough. tough. It's tough for the whole – and I think, more. It, it really tells you how you've really got to be – I think you really need to think. It was it Herm Edwards who always says he tells his players, think twice before you hit send? Yeah. you got to really think it out, especially when you're like, – it's one thing of me and you and one of us three hit send, but when you're Darryl Moore and you're, you are one of the voices for the Houston Rockets and the NBA. Yeah. He hit send on a tweet and deleted it within, I think, minutes – Twenty minutes or something, and it's blown up, and now we're at we're at where we are now, and I don't know where we go from here. It's interesting, yeah, it's scary for him.
1: So I'm listening to, you know, I'm kind of into Vampire Weekend, right? Yeah, right, and so I'm watching TV. I think I'm watching the commercials this this uh, weekend, and Comfort Inn comes on, and Harmony Hall is the yeah. music that's the background. I mean, this album's just, I mean, it's not even been out eight weeks, six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's already in a comfort in commercial. What, how do you feel about songs, popular good songs being used in advertisements? I guess that's, that's my question. You don't know know how to feel about it. I'm very, I think that's a cool question because like,
2: I've been thinking about it. I think we we talked about it when I was a youngin' because uh, uh, "Like a Rock" was uh, was for yeah, Rob Seger's, and with, so we uh, talked Chevrolet. about like it was Chevrolet's. Yeah, how, how much how much uh, meaning was lost in that song because now it's a song about trucks. And uh, I don't know. I think like part of me, Vampire Weekend's an interesting one because they've famously been uh, the music to you know dozens and dozens of ads and dozens and dozens of movies and TV shows. Their music gets used a lot more than um, just listen to um, maybe more than
1: I realized because I'm yet, just now getting into them. So maybe tons. I didn't realize that. Okay. I, I
2: first heard about them through commercials, um, okay. which by the way is maybe a reason to be pro getting your music played in commercials is the exposure can be unbelievable. Uh, if people are like, what is that awesome song? I'm going to look it up. I mean that can make a huge difference in your Spotify monthly listens or or what. I mean I know that, Amos, that, Lee. That a, Amos
1: Lee, Amos yeah. Lee. Yes, that's yeah, yeah. That's That A
0: Punk song, yeah. That Vampire Weekend. has, I know that is a Step Brothers song. Okay, like I, yeah, I, I heard it for one. I heard it and didn't realize what it was, and I was like, that's a song from Step Brothers, and I wouldn't listen to it myself. So then I looked it up. I Was like, I gotta find it. So I looked up like the Step Brothers playlist, and then I finally found it, and then I realized, oh, it's A <laughs> Punk by Vampire Weekend, and then that's how I stumbled upon. Vampire Weekend as a band. So, but, a, yeah.
1: but a song that's in a soundtrack of a movie to me is different, different. than a song that's in an advertisement. But that's here's
2: where it's not. Can I uh, uh, I, I'm not, I, wouldn't, I would call myself a musician, but I wouldn't call myself a musician on anywhere that near that level. So it's hard for me to relate to how they feel about it. But I feel like when you write a song, it's different than a lot of pieces of art where you don't get to explain it at all. You just put it out in the world and say whatever people want it to be is what it's going to be. And so, um, in a sense, you're letting people interpret it and, and let it, uh, mean, you know, it's just so interpretable that I think like, um, that makes sense for a song to be in a movie being a very positive experience because, you know, you're seeing how somebody else can take this thing and, and jam it into a different situation because it means something different to them than it does to you or whatever. Um, and I, but I feel like commercials have that same sort of aspect of like, they're using this song because it makes people feel uh whatever emotion that they're going for in that commercial, or they're using this song because it makes people want to dance or whatever. And to a sense that almost makes you feel like, so I have brought joy into the world or I brought uh depth into the world or whatever, because Ford wanted to use this. Like it's almost like a, an endorsement in some sense. Yeah.
1: Well, let me, let me respond to that quickly though, because if you think, and there's no lyrics, it's just the music, but if, Wicked snakes inside a place that you thought was dignified. I mean, I don't want to go to comfort Inn and see wicked snakes inside a place. You (laughs) know, I I don't know. It just seems a very odd choice, but I love the music. I mean, the, the music is very happy and yeah, it's, it's just, it's just too damn quick. It's too quick for me to be used as a commercial. It seems. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and I think like, that's also another interesting thing too, is that it's gotta be fun for a musician to have a song used in a way that like they clearly haven't listened to the whole thing. Um, like, I think, uh, what song is it? It might be born in the USA or something, but there's a song where if you like, um, everybody uses it as this like just super patriotic song, but if you really listen to it, it's about how much it sucks to be poor in America or something like that. I'll have to look it up later and we'll probably put it in the show notes, but, um, I just think it's like really, uh, it's gotta be fun for a songwriter for their song to be so absolutely misunderstood by the people you dislike, um. <laughs> that like you just you feel like you've won like your message is being spread by the people who want it to be squashed because they don't even understand the message you're getting it's i don't know there's got to be some (laughs) i get that that. that's interesting yeah
1: i get that yeah and money and money money's fun they're getting checks money's (laughs) money's good money is good hey so quick quick tease we did talk about this i think next week for our audience, we ought to talk about favorite commercials. Favorite nope. commercials, interesting. Like, during the NFL, yeah.
0: Me and Dad were talking about this. We might just have like a like a little segment where we just choose to say our favorite commercials, and I think it would be interesting. Where like all time, some, one of a, no. Uh, we we were kind of talking commercials right now, but I mean we could. Theoretically, go yeah, all time. Dad's going to, Dad will say something about the cavemen from, from, uh, Geico
2: or whatever it was. No, yeah. I
1: was thinking more about commercials of during watching the NFL because we sure. obviously watch NFL football. Well, but
2: I watch yeah. basically Red Sun Channel, so I don't get a lot of commercials in that. You no, know, I
1: thought you but, watched, now you watch the Broncos game. Well, I watch
2: though, the Broncos you. game for sure. You're right about that. So I, yeah. I get some of them, but.
0: Um, I think it'd be interesting. I think there could be one where I, I could see one of us going, oh, I like this commercial, and then
2: uh, LG be well. like, are you kidding yeah, me? That's, that's, that's so the worst <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure that'll happen. I'm sure it'll happen both ways. And that's how I, I, like, I like this commercial, and you guys would be like, you douchebag, of course you do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of commercials, somewhere where you don't have to deal with commercials is at the well. I guess you do at the beginning, of, over at the movie theaters. Actually, you enjoy the trailers, anyway.
2: I hate trailers. Big, have,
0: have y'all heard? Have you have you been keeping up at all with the uh, the battle that's going on between big movie theaters and and Netflix? No, what's happening? El, well, no. LG, I figured you had kind of kept up with this, but Netflix's new movie, The Irishman. Have you seen it, with Martin? Source, Source? I know it exists. New movie. Well, it, it's coming out soon. And it wanted to – Netflix wanted to have it go to theaters for a while. Yeah. And then afterward, they wanted to, they wanted to go to theaters, and then they wanted to start it back on – get it on their streaming pretty quickly. And the main reason they wanted to go to theaters – one, it'll make some money. But the main reason – I know the main reason. Is because they want to get the Academy – they want to qualify for Academy Awards. Yep. But big movie theaters is going, nah. They've decided they don't want it. And now the Irishman's going to head to Broadway, and it's going to – screen at the Velasco Theater in New York City because major theater chains refused to screen the film ahead of Netflix release because Netflix planned to release the stream just three weeks after its theatrical debut. And then so now the movie will be shown from November 1st to December 1st following Standard Broadway schedules on so it's Tuesday through Sunday. And they're gonna do eight screenings per week and they're gonna set up like an old style movie theater yeah. atmosphere for it. Yeah. And the reason is is because Standard Hollywood practice is that there's an exclusive exclusivity agreement That dictates a certain amount of time, typically 90 days, before a movie can go from the big screens to any kind of streaming platform, Blu-ray or digital, which would allow both the theater and the studio to earn money for the theater stuff because people don't have any other way to watch it besides going to theaters.
2: They're not going to say, I can wait three months to see this if it's something important to them. Right.
0: So if, like, Netflix saying that they want to have it come out and then they want to be able to put it to their streaming services in just three weeks— that means if it's me, I can I I don't go to the movies all that often. I might just go. I'd wait uh, three weeks. Yeah. yeah. I'll just wait three weeks and yeah. I'll watch it when I can watch it with my own pop popcorn and my own soda that I don't have to spend $25 on. a service
2: for. you're already paying for. Yeah.
0: So it, it just is interesting to me. It, it just seems like a lot of people are battling Netflix because I just think that at one point Netflix was this company no one cared about. Yeah. It's like we talked about with, and I kind of want to touch on Disney too in a minute, but At one point, Disney put 30 for 30s all on Netflix because they thought, oh, Netflix doesn't compete with us. Right. We're ESPN and Disney. We're not this little streaming platform. And then all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, crap, yeah, Yeah. Everybody's cutting their cord. (laughs) And maybe Netflix is a real competitor. And so we've been seeing this go on, and now it's big theaters' turn to take on Netflix. But I wanted to ask you guys, does it bother you that Netflix only wants to get in the theaters, it seems like, to qualify for the Academy Awards? And should we even have that be a qualification for the Academy Awards?
1: I'll answer the second one first. Uh, I think we shouldn't have that as a qualification. A movie's a movie. I don't think that it has to be in theaters to be up for an Academy Award. That's my only opinion on the subject. Oh.
2: I agree 100% with exactly that because We I think we talked about this. It's the, uh, it's the Academy of Motion Picture Sciences and Arts or whatever, not the Academy of uh, Movie Theater Releases. And so, you know, if it's a motion picture, it deserves a shot at the award just like any other motion picture. And uh, and I think it's just it's just a lot of sad dying movie studios who only can uh, can get like you know three or four big releases a summer like they used to get every single you know month or so. And uh, you, it only matters if you've got a franchise like the Avengers, something that is already so big that uh, nobody gets to make original work anymore, and they're all jealous. And um, so they're doing everything they can to stop Netflix from making good movies and taking good directors. And uh, it's too late. I mean, they've already lost. They've already lost if they're resorting to this. Well, in the past,
0: Netflix has used film festivals and independent movie theaters for big award contenders. Like, uh, if you remember Roma, they were able to get that qualified for awards because they did film festivals and stuff. Right. But to get – it was hard for Netflix to lure in, like, a Martin Scorsese or someone without doing a theater release. And it sounds like – The only reason they're doing this Belasco theater in New York on Broadway is because Scorsese really wants to have some sort of theatrical release of his film.
2: Well, and I think, and of course he does, because who wouldn't want to go to the release of your movie? Like, that's got to be a cool moment, unless it's an awful movie. It does.
0: It sounds like, from what you're saying, and I agree with you, it sounds like it's a losing battle that the
2: big movie theaters are still trying to hold on. I I mean, mean, all it does is, in my opinion, and I could be way wrong, we'll see. Um, but all it does is it nullifies the power that you think you have now. Like, um, the fact that they're not wanting to play nice against a service that is better than what they offer just shows us like, it makes us consider who would I rather have Netflix or the AMC down the road. And my answer is Netflix. Like, there's no question about it. Like, I don't even think twice. And, uh... Uh, and it's because they're making me think about it, that they're making themselves lose. And it makes the award shows look stupid that you have to go through so much to get it because then it makes me consider how many great movies didn't get considered for best picture because they didn't follow some stupid rule that you need paramount to do. Um, so yeah, all it does is it's, it weakens your brand to be this petty.
0: I, I agree with that. I, I, do I agree too. with that wholeheartedly. I do too. And, and now it's not now a kind of, uh, Preface it a little bit, but Disney's going at Netflix and Disney, as many know, they're getting ready to uh, release their Disney Plus, which will be their own streaming service. Yeah. And they will be, Disney is now banning Netflix ads on all Disney related, Disney owned networks, except for ESPN. So now Netflix will not be allowed to advertise on ABC, FX, Freeform, which I'm not exactly sure what that is, and National Geographic.
2: because Freeform is uh, ABC Family. Is what it oh, used okay. to be.
0: So they don't want Netflix to advertise on because it's a direct competition to Disney Plus, the streaming service. And then a, a bunch of Disney execs, Bob Iger, the main one, is what I read his quote where he was talking about how, well, Disney doesn't really compare to Disney. Or he said Netflix doesn't really compare to Disney Plus because they just throw a bunch. He said that Netflix just makes content and just throws stuff at the wall to see what sticks. They're just making a ton of stuff where all Disney makes is there's always a purpose behind the storytelling. And we're, we're not just throwing stuff at our viewers. When, if you look at what Disney's planning for Disney plus, they're like remaking all their old movies. <laughs> they yeah. just remaking all the classics. Right. It looks like Disney's just replaying the hits. It's all it looks like they're doing. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know. I just, I get, but, uh, and that, in that same uh, thought though, Disney, if they want to ban the ads from Netflix, I mean, that's, dollars that they're turning down and they, they're they're prerogative, the their prerogative their damn that.
2: channel um but yeah. i think like the the sad part about that is uh, it's not it's not like how many people in the united states haven't heard of netflix you know it's like what's really i mean i understand the idea that coke advertises not so you hear what coke is but so you think about it more often um netflix is doing the same thing but it's still like you know so many people have a netflix subscription and they have so many new shows come out that like when Ozark comes out, it's not like people aren't going to be talking about it at their water coolers or in their high schools or at their college dorms. And so, you know, that's where their business gets driven through more from people talking about their product than through Disney Channel ads. So, whatever.
0: It just it, it cracks me up because I think it just goes back to how we started the conversation where all these all these companies are just or all these the people taking on Netflix are just like, they're so they're so upset that they didn't see this coming. Yeah. And that they overlooked Netflix and now they're like crap yeah screw them they were smart when we didn't realize it yeah. and now they're trying to go back you know, they're
1: they're trying to protect their business model that's worked for years and years and years and now somebody's created a better one yeah and I mean I get it I do understand it but you gotta you gotta change and move and grow and evolve because Netflix is taking them out that's what's yeah. happening
0: yeah you know I, st- I started with the fun fact you had another little fun fact since oh, we're talking about yes. Netflix. Reed ha- Hastings said that he was partially inspired to start Netflix when back with the, where they delivered you a DVD to your door. He was inspired to start Netflix after racking up a $40 late fee on a VHS copy of Apollo 13. Wow. really? Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> that's
1: awesome. <laughs> it's
0: because if you like way back in the day, Netflix was where you used to get, got a subscription and you like ordered a movie, right? And they sent it to you and then you watched it and you sent it back whenever you were done. Yeah. And ordered another one. That was the so like the original slogan
2: was no late fees, I think. You know, that yeah, was like what they so. sold the company on. I mean, I also love the idea of getting a DVD in your mailbox. Like, that was super cool. But, yeah, I bet you can get Apollo 13 on streaming Netflix right now. I bet you can. I, bet, a late I think he uh, fixed that problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, we haven't touched on this in a while, so
0: I think it'll be fun to do like a, a what we're listening to this week. But before we get there, LJ, did you see a moment of silence? Uh, Apple is saying goodbye to iTunes. I great fantastic the latest update 10.15 Catalina for uh MacBook pros and uh, airs and all that it says that it's breaking apart iTunes into separate Apple music podcast and different Apple TV apps yeah so they're getting rid of iTunes it's been around forever they're finally I remember the days when you were transferring all that music from you, would, you were downloading all of, because dad has that millions of CDs and you're yep. putting them onto the computer yep. to get them all in the iTunes library. Yep. Digitizing everything. Days.
2: What I will say yep. like I, iTunes did mean a lot to me back in the day. I've grown to think of it as just like a bloated piece of software. It, it's one of the reasons that I bought a subscription to stop Spotify it was because I was sick and tired of iTunes taking up so much space on my computer. Um, but I do want to a huge shout out to the companies that lost iTunes without realizing it. They're not companies, but the, uh, 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 usually self-owned businesses that uh, lost iTunes without realizing it. Especially when you think about like DJs and stuff like that that have uh software that runs based off of iTunes, and then they turn around and it's it's gone. And so now they've got to figure out a way to play music at a wedding starting tomorrow or whatever. And you Shoot, know, I, never, I didn't even think wow, about that. I oh, didn't yeah, either they hmm. they didn't announce that iTunes was dying loudly enough. So a lot of people have been hurt by this. So. Yeah, it just kind of happened all of a sudden with this new
0: update. It was like, oh, hey, by the way, yeah. iTunes is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, What we're listening to, I'll go ahead and start off. There's this new album that I just am digging, and it's by uh, Sturgill Simpson. I got to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Dylan, you know, Dylan, yeah. Dad Maddox. He told me to listen. I, I was already kind of interested because I saw some people tweeting about it, and I've heard his name before. I was like, I might throw it on and Let's do it. But then Dylan texts me. He's like, Hey, you should check it out for real. It's it's interesting. It's kind of weird, but it's interesting. And I thought maybe I don't really know who Sturgill Simpson was. I thought Sturgill Simpson was like a kind of country singer. Little, this new album is not country. I don't know much folksy, about at all. Scene, but I, I haven't listened to listen listen. his
2: new album. I'll have to. I can't wait to check that out. Then. I mean, it's Sturgill like Simpson's one of Andrew's and- favorite musicians. Right now, like oh. he's a big deal to to Andrew and and he is historically he's been quite folksy, quite country, but not like so much so that he's pop country or anything like that. Like he's pretty old school, gritty country.
0: Well, this new things like rock and electric and I mean, it it's jamming. That's exciting. I really like it. And I kind of looked up to see maybe because I was wondering, I was like, do I just not know anything about Sturgill? I thought I knew at least like who he was. And I looked up and. He's kind of done this. I think he has four different albums now, and like each one has a distinct, different sound to it. So he's kind of one of those kind of artists where, yeah, he not not necessarily reinvents himself, but he just plays around with different sounds. And I, so I want you guys to check it out. We might talk about it some next week. Very or something. cool. It's just interesting. It's a cool album. Cool. Uh Pops, you got anything I hadn't heard what you're listening to lately? Well your-
1: I yeah, I do and I've had this one actually for a couple of weeks and we hadn't talked about it. But uh my old cuz got me on a Jack Johnson kick because they right. had like the the Kona Music Festival or something like okay. that. And it's Jack Johnson with a bunch of people, Willie Nelson among several others. But so it had me going back through my Jack Johnson albums. And I'm going to go ahead and say my favorite album. Now, LJ, you turned me on to In Between Dreams, great album, good album. But I'm going to say that On and On is my favorite album. It has Times Like These, Taylor, Wasting Time, Holes to Heaven, Dreams Be Dreams, Cookie Jar. I mean, it's almost like Uh, a greatest uh, hits of Jack Johnson to me. Yeah, that's fantastic. Tearing it up lately. That that is. I'm into JJ again. I
0: think if That's I good. had to, uh, I haven't been listening to him as much lately, but if, just looking at the discography, I think I would probably go in between dreams. It's a good one. one. It's my go-to, it's Jack Johnson. Yeah. But just in general, you could throw some Jack Johnson on the on yeah. the shuffle. It's hard to be mad at any Jack some Johnson. Good,
2: some good vibes.
0: And I will say, oh, that playlist that uh, Link put out, put dad onto, he was playing it in the car the other day, or it's probably a couple weeks ago, but it, yeah.
1: it's a solid, it's solid, very solid playlist. Very All solid. right. Thank you, Cuss.
2: What have you been listening to? Oh, uh, I've been listening to some like old jazz lately. Um, I've been listening to like Clifford Brown, Art Blakey, Donald Byrd, Thelonious Monk. I'll send you guys a few things to put on the playlist or whatever, but uh just some old jazz, just kind of relaxing music. It's been uh pretty crazy month. So uh it's been nice to just come home and listen to something smooth, something makes you think a little bit, but doesn't like, you know, pound your brain with sound, you know. So when I think of listening to jazz and I like
0: I like it in that spe- uh specific situation now, where you just kind of need something. You want some background music where it's just kind of something chill. Yeah. And I just feel like it should be put on with the with the old record player, where you kind of hear it. Oh, like it makes it better. A little it bit, does make it does it feel better. Playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing you the old like pops. That's, that's the that's the right way to listen to jazz. Yeah. Maybe with with the, with a the cocktail in your hand or yeah. something old fashioned.
2: Most <laughs> things are better with a cocktail in your. hand. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Even breakfast is better with a cocktail in your hand. <laughs> well, not always, but on some <laughs> days, yes.
0: All right, well that'll wrap up another edition of the Just Press Play pod. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget, you can head over to uh, uh if if you need a bet and want to gamble, head over to MyBookie. Double down on your first deposit. All you got to do is put the promo code in chair and they will double your first deposit. And then, you know, if you ever if you need just a, a little extra giddy up, then head over to bluechew.com. Put in the promo code ARMCHAIR and get your first delivery for free. Who doesn't need a little extra giddy? I mean, if you ain't got no giddy up, then giddy out my way, as the, as the great Mason Ramsey once said. So so that'll do it for another week, guys. We will catch you all again next week. On the Flip. On the Flippity Flip. Flippity Flip. Flippity <laughs> Flip.